You are listening to Service from Hell, and this is another bonus episode. And this is coming on the heels of your host, Kate Gaffney, me, working a temporary retail job for a month. And holy shit, do I have some stories already. Who knew this was possible in such a short amount of time? But I have to be slightly careful about names and places, and so I'm going to be being a bit vague on the on the specifics of, of what this actual job is. But man, do I have some feelings, and oh, I have almost walked out so many times. And the biggest thing is that I work for someone who is abusive. Who knew? So we're going to get going on this bonus episode. <laughs> Okay, I tried to like make notes as things were happening because it was so, it is the most absurd way I have ever been treated at a job. And I've been on set with shit eating, terrible PAs who are just letting the shit roll downhill and being super abusive because they can be. And I have worked for angry, abusive people who are addicts and all of the things. And I have worked in a comedy club, as you all know. And that's uh, its own specific brand of uh, terribly abusive behavior. But when you work for one person whose business it is to sell something that they perceive as high end, which you yourself, me, do not perceive as being high end, and your job is to sell said thing, it can be a conflict of interest. Now, as I'm certain you all have heard me share about on this podcast before, I am a hard worker. I give a shit about the jobs that I'm in. Like, this is definitely not a job I would want forever. Dear God, please no. But I leave it all on the floor. I want to do a job well. I care. And I care about if you want me to sell some tchotchke bullshit, I will sell some tchotchke bullshit. And that's if that's what I'm being paid to do, that's what I'll do. And as of recording today... In and Out, which is for our international listeners, is a fast food restaurant that serves burgers and fries, very simple menu. They have uniforms, they have benefits. They are offering $17.25 an hour. Now that's minimum wage in different parts of LA where I am currently recording this. But it's, you know, I mean, you can't, you're not getting rich on that, but it's a fast food job and it's pretty repetitive and they're offering benefits on top of that. So, Put a pin in that. The job that I'm doing now is temporary. It is just for a month and it was to help someone out. And I was told ah, it'll be like five days a week. It is now seven. I was told it will be about eight hour days. It is now 12. And one of those days where we are technically not at the location because it's a pop up boutique for a month. And one of the days we are dark, which is Mondays. I'm still getting text calls and emails regarding this job, which is not brain surgery. It's not heart surgery. It's not teaching. It's not being an EMT. Uh, it's not elder care. It's not child care. It's none of the things that are actually really high stakes and really matter and have some sort of long lasting effect on, I don't know, the Earth's rotation. Yeah, it's none of those things. It's selling. Oh, I have to be so careful. It is selling particular items from the country of France and I'm working for a French boss who has all French employees except for myself. I was hired to be her sort of right-hand person for this particular showcase event for a month and to help her out and do the best I could. I was warned before I started by my friend that made the connection for me. 
her husband, and herself that she has a, quote, difficult personality, unquote. And here's the thing. You know, when people tell you and show you who they are early on, as we all know, we're meant to believe them. But I thought, it's just a month. How can it be that bad? It's just retail, which I've never done before, full disclosure, prior to this job. And I thought, ah, there's no way that this is going to be awful. There's simply no way. I was wrong. I have almost walked out many, many times. And here's an example of why. (laughs) So as I said, we're selling what is perceived to be a high-end item from a different country for a person from said country. I will be talking to a customer and I will ask a question of the owner who has both encouraged me to be in charge and also negged me to the point where I can't be in charge, which has led to apathy on my part in a lot of situations. And I will be speaking to a customer and I will turn, this happened today, and I said, oh, we've since moved the piles of this item. Is this still the 78 inch? And she goes, come on, Kate, you, you should know this. I don't understand. How long have you been here? The customer is to my left, who I am trying to sell to, on her behalf, for her business. And I just looked at her and I said, well, the piles have been moved quite a few times. I wanted to confirm. And I was right. And I was confirming for the benefit of her business. Another example, just today, I was doing the receipts because the way this benefit works is you get a written, like a handwritten receipt for every transaction and because it's a partially a charity event as well, which (laughs) BFD, if you're being an abusive boss, I don't give a shit that 25% of your sales are going to some charity. Be kind to your employees. Anyway, so I'm writing these receipts. I'm interacting with customers and she yells from across the room. Kate, when I see you doing nothing and I lose sales, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. She came over to repeat herself because what she likes to do is try and get everybody to a 10 at the same way she is at a 10, which is insane to me. And I'm so good when you're being a 10 and making you feel real dumb because I will start talking to you like this. And I will never let myself speak faster than this because I want you to feel dumb. And so when she she repeats herself, you do nothing. And and I turned to her and I said, you looked over here and you saw me doing nothing. In fact, you've at any point looked at me in this booth and seen me doing nothing. And she changed the subject. It's that kind of thing. And a person can only take so much of a management slash quote unquote leadership style of negging to the point where they either try to sabotage your business because fuck you or they become apathetic or they quit. And what I would tell you if you're in charge of people is you better hope they quit because apathy is far more dangerous than someone stealing from right underneath you because apathy means they're not going to present correct information. They're probably not going to talk to everybody and they're just simply not going to give a shit. And then she yelled at me, let's see, two days ago because I opened a piece of plastic incorrectly and that piece of plastic fell on the ground and I was told I was costing her money and she kept yelling and kept yelling and really wanted me to react and I finally turned to her and I said, 
ma'am, her name, I want your business to make money. I'm not trying to sabotage you. And I don't understand this reaction. I apologize for opening the plastic incorrectly. It fell on the floor without my knowledge. Because we're also servicing. I mean, she's selling like upwards of $20,000 a day. And the small items that she sells, it's it takes a lot to get to that total. And so you have to go, 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 go. And she has four salespeople on the floor at any given time. That includes her. And it's a lot of work and it's exhausting. And if I have to repeat myself one more fucking time, I'm going to, I'm really, I'm really having, it's tough. It's tough to repeat yourself. So put a pin in all of the abuse stories because I've only given you two of so many. But she also does that thing of she knows she's abusive. So she'll make jokes like, I'm so crazy or Or she'll say, it's my business. You don't care about my business the way I care about my business. And it's like, well, now I don't. You're pushing me to get to that place. But what I don't understand is your business is clearly making money. You're doing super well. And you think that yelling at your employees in front of customers is doing you a service? Like you would rather yell at us in front of a customer who's trying to spend money Then pull us aside later and be like, hey, you know, here's some more information to help you out. I have worked for this woman for two weeks. I now know her inventory. I know the pricing. I know the sizing. I know everything there is to know to sell these things well. And you're still yelling at me over people. And something I can't handle is I don't I really hate being accused of. I hate being accused of anything, but I certainly more so than anything hate being accused of something I utterly, absolutely and completely did not do. And when you as a boss have given me a direct order, even if I think you're a dumb fuck, I'm going to do the thing you've asked me to do because you're paying me to do it because it is your business. So she gives a lot of direct orders that she then goes ahead and contradicts. And the thing is, is as you continue to contradict yourself, all you've told your employees is They can't trust you, and eventually they're going to be in charge. And that's how all of her employees behave, is that they eventually just wait for her to leave, and they do what they want anyway. And I will just, I just want to, all of this aside, even though I've said this now twice, I have so much compassion for people that work in retail now. I am so sorry for all of the judgment I passed upon all of you, which I did a lot, saying to myself, being a bartender is so much harder, being a server is so much harder, I never want to hear it. Oh, in retail, what is it? You're selling jeans. You get to just stand around all day. Lucky you. We're running if we're in food service. We're running our asses off. I had a whole story in my head about how easy it was for y'all to do the job y'all do. And let me tell you, selling tchotchke bullshit to rich white women whose median age is 97 is not enjoyable is how I would describe it. For example, the receipts that I mentioned before that we have to handwrite, we have to take their first last, first and last name and their phone number. And I can't tell you the number of women with a crisp $500,000 ring on their wedding finger who not only refuse to look at me, but also will take a receipt from a different vendor and just hold it open so that they don't have to be bothered to either say their name or say their phone number. That happens to me every day, minimum 10 times in the day. And I just, 
I don't even know what to do with it when it happens. So I just smile and continue to write their information. And I think the level of privilege it requires to not even be able to be bothered to say your own fucking name or your own phone number. There's only 20 vendors at this event. There's only 20. Assuming you buy from every single one of them, in an hour, you can't say your name 20 times and you can't say your phone number. Short of having some sort of psychological condition that prevents you from being able to do that, like being a mute person or a deaf person, which I can hold space for, short of that, you're an asshole. And the number of assholes I've had to deal with who do that I have such compassion for retail employees because see, as a bartender, you got to tell me your drink. You don't have to look at me, but you do have to actually utter words that acknowledge that I'm a living, breathing human being in front of you. You don't have to do that in retail, apparently, because you can just touch some things, grab some things, put them down and then point. Who the fuck is you? And the level of entitlement that it requires to interact with human beings that way is insane to me. Also, I do not owe you the soul in my body if you employ me. I don't. I owe you the hours on the clock, and that's it. When you are texting me all the time, and you are using me as the catch-all for your untreated anxiety, it's going to eventually burn me out so hard that I might, I might walk out on the job. I am shocked at the number of people in leadership positions, especially women, who do not take care of their own mental health and somehow fail up and end up in positions of power, including working for themselves or owning a successful business in spite of themselves, and who make it every, every employee's job to deal with their anxiety. For example, this employer does not pay people beyond when she has decided they should have been off the clock. So these women, one of the one of the saleswomen she has, which by the way, <laughs> this chick is a ninja in sales. Someone walks out with a $500 receipt who initially walked in and was like, I'm just looking and meant it and kept trying to leave. And I was letting them leave. And then this chick swoops in and I'm like, yo, that person just walked with $500 worth of merch who was going to spend $0. So she's a gangster. She's so conditioned to be abused by this boss whose business she is making obscene amounts of money for that she will just say, okay, you can tell her that I left at six and it'll be 6.30. And I've looked at her and I've said, yo, fill in the blank. It's 6.30 and you're still here because I'm supposed to keep track of the hours. So it can be yet another thing that this woman yells at me about. And she'll say, no, 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 just put six so-and-so owner is going to be mad at me. I'm like, and she'll always act, she cries poor all the time, which entrepreneurs usually are, but you have an established business where you have one person, me, handling all of the transactions. Today alone, she did 15K in sales. Today alone. And granted, like I said, it's a charity event and a quarter of that is going to raise money for schools. And like, it is a cool charity. But this crying poor shit and this shirking people for hours. She's pulled me aside and said, salesperson's name is really rich, so it doesn't matter anyway. It does matter. It does matter. 
And then this owner will also talk about karma and how much she, you know, she doesn't like injustice. And she's a bully. She's a pure bully. All of the other vendors have issues with her. I've watched her get in screaming matches with several people. It is just, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around operating in the world in this way and being abusive and then saying you're sorry, but doing the same thing the next day. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. We're all tired. I'm working seven days a week for 35 days when all is said and done. Like, and I know people work harder and work longer, but I, I just, it's just, it's astounding to me. I've, I've never witnessed anything like it. And she will be dealing with a client and she's so excited to live in my anus that she will be yelling at me over customers whom she is showing items to about how I'm doing something wrong when I am mid-sentence with them. And I, I just like... I have so much respect for people in retail now, I can't even tell you. And I'm certain that this event that I'm working, my roommate said it to me early on. She goes, hey, I think you're going to get a lot of podcast material out of this. And I thought, eh, not, I mean, probably not. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. Who cares? It's just like a temporary job. And then she was 100% correct. I've gotten, obviously, I'm getting this episode out of it. And not walking out is my act of defiance. A, I need the money. But B, it's like... There is a practice in this where I have, I mean, I straight said to her today, and I would never think of saying to a boss anything like this ever before, but I straight said to her, I was like, you do seem tired. You should definitely go home because she was debating about going home. And she goes, are you trying to get rid of me? And I said, yes, <laughs> because I am. The level of chaos she creates in, in, and justifies it because she's like, oh, it's my business. It's my business. Like, People that succeed in spite of themselves make me angrier than I am able to articulate because those of us who are nice and like prop up people like this, these abusive bullies, I'm like, I'm actually part of the problem. In fact, I might be worse than she is because I'm I'm still helping her business make money as she continues to be abusive. And I have 600 stories like this. And God help you. God help you. If you make what is a perceived mistake, I, I just like I don't know why anybody continues to work for her, including the woman who sells her millions of dollars of stuff to people who don't want anything. I, I don't get what they're getting out of it because she's paying in and out wages for a job that she expects you to have a Ph.D. in sales to do. And like she she accused me of her losing two sales today because of the of me doing my job. And she said, you always need to be looking. You always need to be looking. This is why I'm the boss. I am always paying attention. I am always paying attention. And it's like people are learning to tune you out, including customers. There was a woman who um, this salesperson had put together like, I think she was going to spend $3,500 worth of stuff. So we pulled $3,500 worth of stuff for her. And like I said, this is a charity event where we like handwrite receipts. So they have to go to a separate location to pay. And then they come back to us at the end of the day and pick up their wares. She never picked up her stuff. This owner of the business proceeded to figure out whose email hers was on the email list, emails her and is like, hey, we pulled a lot of stuff for you. Let me know when you're going to pay for it. And the woman said, oh, you know, a, an emergency came up at work. Thank you. I won't take those items or whatever. And the owner doubled down. And was like, you pulled these items, they're yours, blah, blah, blah. And I just like, 
I do, she gets away with a lot because everyone's like, oh, this just must be how the French are. But I have French friends who don't operate in the world like this. So you leaning into a stereotype of being like a rude, pushy French person and building a business off of it. I mean, I guess good on you. But continuing to be a bully and be super abusive to everyone and just say like this is she has literally said to me and this made me want to rip out my own eyeballs with a toothpick. She goes, this is war. This is war. The other vendors, you do not talk to them. This is war. They want the secrets. They want the secrets. And I'm like, do you really, really think that what you are doing is on par with war? Ma'am. But ma'am. What? (laughs) What? And anyone who's worked in retail, the thing that they don't tell you or that I just didn't know or didn't pay attention to, and God bless anybody who's been on the podcast who's worked retail, we've had a lot of guests on that have talked about it, having to repeat yourself 1,000 times a day is crazy making. And I kept thinking for any of the moms who or and dads, who have always said, oh, when you have kids, you have to repeat yourself all the time and it's exhausting. I thought, imagine working a retail job as a parent and having to repeat yourself mm, a thousand times in the day and then going home and dealing with your kids and having to repeat yourself there. Shoot me in the face. I, I don't have it. I don't have it. And that's the thing about retail. They say that, you know, as a bartender, you're stuck behind the bar and you're playing therapist and whatever. Sure, but I can change the subject or I can I can talk all day about random whatever. In retail, the fact that I have to repeat myself over and over and over and over again, give you the same dimensions, answer the same dumb fucking questions and sell you shit you absolutely utterly do not need is a mind numbing, soul crushing activity, almost unlike anything else I've ever done. And I've been I've done background work on set and that's pretty soul crushing, too. But this is somehow worse. And like the owner came over today because I was being nice to someone who didn't buy anything. And she literally goes, they don't buy. Bye bye. And ushered them out. And like, it's not cute. And if it were me and I was buying from this person and they and they were treating me or any any of their staff like this, I would immediately leave my purchases there and not actually move forward with paying the receipt off. Like, I just, failing up is a thing. And the thing that's the most disappointing is I have to look at people who make these purchases and I say like, oh, you've supported, you know, a female owned small business and you're also supporting bringing music to schools. But as I'm saying, you're supporting a female owned small business in my head. I'm like, yeah, an abusive woman who only hires other women and talks shit about all of them when they're not around and goes on their social media pages and makes fun of their pictures when they're not in the room and talks about how stupid they are. They don't have any class. It's like, no, that's the female owned small business that you're supporting. And it's I am grateful for the opportunity to earn money and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be learning how bad it could be and to be grateful that this is only a temporary assignment but I, I just feel like the level of abuse that she is okay with spewing down on everyone is almost like a social experiment. And it, like I said before, it's, some, it's an abusive person like hitting you in the face and saying, I'm so sorry I hit you. But it's worse than that. It's an abusive person hitting you in the face saying, I'm so sorry I hit you. And then not but 15 minutes later, balling up their fist and doing it again. 
And the other thing is, and, and let me just say, leaders of the world, you, you are who the buck stops with. You're the business owner. You're the, you're the president. You're the COO. You're the whatever. Even if the people underneath you made a mistake that they should be held accountable for, which they should, fa- front-facing to your shareholders or a customer or the people you're leading, you take the bullet. You take it on the chin. But you certainly don't lie so that your employees have to take it on the chin for your mistake. She said to me, hey, grab that woman. She owes us for this particular item. And I said, oh, no, she paid us the other day. She doesn't owe us for that. And she goes, why didn't you tell me? She does owe us. She does owe us. And I said, no, no, I created a receipt for her. She came back. She paid for it. She got it scored. She goes, no, you're not paying attention. You don't know. Go get her. So I go over to her and I said, hey, uh, owner is confused and uh, has said that you owe us for said item. Uh, do you mind just going over and chatting with us so we can get that sorted? And she goes, no, no, I paid you for it. And I said, I know I have the receipt, but the owner has some questions. So I bring her over to the owner and I say, hey, owner, you know, this woman did pay, but here's she she wants to clarify it with you. So then the owner goes, oh, Kate didn't tell me. Kate, why didn't you tell me? You don't tell me this. Why did you bring her over here? No, no, it's okay. Kate made a mistake. Fuck you. The number of times she has done that to me also, where I'm taking a bullet for her error, is unbelievable. And then she'll do this victim-y shit of like, oh, my business, it's my business. Oh, no, 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 I've made her not French. It's my business. Now I can't do the accent because I'm too tired because I worked all fucking day. But I just, the implication that I'm not working my dick off for you and then lying about me on top of that and then abusing me in front of customers, like it is next fucking level how angry I'm starting to get. And she said to me yesterday, she's like, oh, I saw you throw your head back when I said that you had to get the email. You had to get the email. And I saw you throw your head back. You are annoyed. And I said, I'm working really, really hard for you. And I said, sometimes it's a lot. And what I didn't say was, and you're extremely abusive and it's getting fucking old. I did not say that. I should have said that. But you just, this is the shit that people don't want to go back to work for. This is the reason that God bless Gen Z, who's like, fuck you. Let me out of here. Like, this is the bullshit. And she represents the old guard. She represents that it was like, take it on the chin. Let yourself be abused. Just be happy to be here, people. And I'm so envious of the Gen Zers who were like, fuck you. When they get abused to a certain point, or even in the beginning, they're like, this ain't it. And let me tell you, this being my first like job, job back post COVID, whatever. I mean, I've, I've been on set and I've done other things that I actually like love to do. So it doesn't really count. But this is my like, got to make some quick cash kind of whatever temporary job situation. And the fact that it's customer service, because I just know how to do customer service. I couldn't have picked a worse boss. I mean, I'm, I picked a boss, I guess, for stories. So that, I guess that's good. But I couldn't have picked a more stressful, awful, abusive situation. And I just kept thinking today, I was like, this can't be it. This can't be my life. Like, this can't be what I have to do to be able to be an artist. Like, this is awful. And I just want to say, like, woman to woman or woman to non-binary person, the fact that women treat other women like this, please never look me in the face and call yourself a feminist ever again. And she does. She's like, I'm a strong feminist. I support Planned Parenthood, like blah, blah, blah. 
Never, never, ever, ever, ever look at someone when you treat other women that are on your staff like this, when you treat other humans like this, but specifically when you're a woman treating other women like this, because this is the patriarchal bullshit. This is you treating me as a man would. And you know what? A man probably wouldn't even get away with treating a female employee like this because you could argue discrimination. This is just a woman being a bitch to another woman. And this level of leadership, I'm not, it's not leadership, but just owning a business and expecting everybody to take it up the ass for you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're why people don't want to go back to work and you're why people aren't going back to work. And if this were longer than a month, we only have a week and when, by the time of recording this, it's like a week and three days. Trust and believe I'm counting down the hours for this to be done. And she's made reference to me working boutiques with her in the future. And I'm like, you're wasting your time teaching me all this shit because you are out of your fucking mind. I will live on in my car before I work for this kind of shit again. It, it did give me an episode of the podcast. I guess that's good. Great. High fives all around. But I cannot. Working for people who operate in the world like this is I mean look some of working is taking it on the chin a little bit this is abuse and there's such a there's such a fine line in between correcting behavior is different than screaming and embarrassing someone in front of customers and constantly accusing them of doing something wrong that is your fucking fault and and also like right size your contribution to the world business owners understand when you sell tchotchke bullshit when you stop selling tchotchke bullshit, ain't nobody going to miss you. If you sold, I don't know, salads and coffee, if people, that's not tchotchke bullshit. And I'll tell you, I'd miss you if you if you stop those things. Like, gr- trust and believe a grocery store employee is far more valuable than someone who owns a business selling tchotchke bullshit. That's all I'm going to say. And your stupid shit that you feel like you get to abuse people over and that you are abusing people over is I, like I hope you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and think, ah, I'm embarrassing. I'm an asshole because you are. And whilst I'm grateful that you are underpaying me, but that it is for a month and whatever, I am not grateful that your expectation because we are having an exchange of services for money is that you get to act out like this. Fuck you. I've had it. And for anybody that has a boss that operates in the world like this, I hope you quit. And I hope you quit in a blaze of glory because this is insane. Not only am I having women who can't utter their fucking names to me holding receipts in my face, but also I'm, I'm working for a boss like this. No, thank you. Can't wait to be done. So anyway, this is a bonus episode to just say, I'm sorry, all of you retail employees that I judged. And I'm extra sorry that I ever had an opinion that this was easy because it's not. I'm tired of repeating myself and I'm having, you know how everybody says like you have server nightmares, you don't have server dreams. I'm having retail nightmares now where I'm stuck in this fucking booth selling this nonsense and then I'm continuing to get yelled at from a person whose mental illness is not being managed. <laughs> like, And I don't want it. Uh, and I got to figure something else out because this ain't it. And also if you're a woman in charge of other women, don't do this. 
because you're worse than the patriarchy. You're do, you're, it's an inside job. The call is coming from inside the house when you're this shitty to your own fucking gender. I'm not saying I should get a pass for being a woman, but I leave it on the fucking court. I'm making you so much money. Alone today, me personally, I sold minimum $4,000 worth of your stupid shit that I don't care about. So don't look at me. The second you see me fucking around on my phone or and trust and believe my bathroom breaks be getting longer and longer because that's what's going to keep happening because my apathy is getting higher and higher. And that's the other thing you do when you neg people to the point of destruction, then apathy reigns. And when apathy reigns, so do mistakes. And when mistakes happen, you lose money. And it affects your bottom line. So when she hired me, she was like, oh, this is my biggest event of the year. It's like a $100,000 event for me. She's so full of shit. This is a $300,000 event for her easily, easily. And her inventory, she can sell her inventory for years on end. It's not like a perishable good. It is a non-perishable item that exists in perpetuity. I don't feel sorry for her at all. And I can't wait for this to be done. So in summary... I'm sorry for all of my judgment, retail workers. Your job in a lot of ways is harder than food service. And I'm also really sorry that I chose to be an artist. And I'm also really sorry I chose to be an artist and have to take jobs like this at all. Somebody put me in an office. No, please don't. Actually, don't. I don't even want to put that out there. But my God, if you are a business owner, be kind. Shout out to Emily Rex, who I hope you all look up her name. She is the best fucking boss I have ever had in my life. And she is certainly the best female boss. She's the best boss, full stop, best boss ever. But a female boss who not only empowered me, but propped me up, gave me opportunities well beyond what I was ready for when I was super, super green and tried to get me to not move to LA from San Diego because she said, I see a huge potential and a huge future for you. If you stay here, we can make it happen. God bless you, Emily Rex. You changed my life. You showed me what it was like for a female to be in charge and honor the females below her. She was, I mean, super hot. She still is. So like, she wasn't intimidated by me, but she's she's super hot. So there was no like competition factor. And she's just a general badass who had total confidence in what she was bringing to the table. And that's part of why she was such a it is such a phenomenal boss. I miss her every day I go to work in any job I'm at because it is so rare to work for a badass like Emily Rex on the regular. Look her up. She's in San Diego. She's got a marketing firm. I'm sure she's probably running a bunch of committees too. She's a fucking G. And that's the kind of leadership that all women should be a part of. That's the kind of leadership everyone should have access to, to really feel what it feels like to prop up a business that you give a shit about because you love the person you work for. God bless you, Emily. for And thank you for showing me that this situation with selling bullshit for an unappreciative French person ain't it. Thank you for showing me what real leadership looks like. Thank you for showing me what real business ownership looks like. And also, screw you a little bit for showing me that this is available because working for someone like this becomes exponentially more intolerable when I think back to the opportunities you gave me at 22. So all that to say... Retail is hard as fuck. Customer service is hard as fuck. I'm working a job I don't like. I'm sure I'll have more stories later. Thank you all so much for listening. Tell your friends about all my whining. Thank you, folks. (laughs) 
Okay, folks. So I went back and listened to that first part that you just heard about my experience working retail for a sort of pop-up boutique in Los Angeles. And I really didn't articulate best how awful it actually was. And also more things happened because I recorded that when there was still about two weeks left in the the whole like shebang, the whole boutique or whatever. And it heightened and it got worse. And um, it's awkward because this person is my neighbor and I have to see her a lot. And yeah, it's awkward because you know how it is when someone knows they've been terrible to you and then has to look you in the eye in the future. Yeah, she's uh, she's got her tail between her legs a little bit for how abusive she was and is probably. And I later got blamed because I'm not French. So therefore, I wasn't strong enough to push back when I should have. Now, look, I don't think that has anything to do really with where you happen to be born. But I do agree that I could have put my foot down and should have put my foot down a lot more. But isn't that interesting how I'm even getting blamed for how I received the abuse? I just, it's pretty impressive. And so I wanted to do like a little, I don't know, asterisk after the last episode and be like, but wait, I didn't explain how bad it was. Because it really just sounds like I'm complaining about a job, just like any old job. And I mean, I, I guess when I go further into, you know, a good boss that I had, what up, Emily, and how much we were able to accomplish when someone is like another female specifically is believing in me and, you know, propping me up and telling me that I have the, I guess, agency to make some decisions to make the job better. The difference between those two things, I guess, is so it, it, that's also hard to articulate. But in the last two weeks of that job, I was called stupid in front of both customers and fellow employees enough times to where this other she had hired this young French girl um, who just happened to be walking by ironically and happened to understand French, who she initially hated and said was terrible and then just took her on, which was ironic. And that girl was a delight. And that girl actually pulled me aside at one point and said, hey, have you ever worked with other French people before? And I was like, no, you know, I know French people, but no, I've never worked for anyone else. And she goes, I'm sad to hear that because this isn't normal. She goes, even for French people, this is too much. And I said, well, that's good to know. You know, (laughs) I just assumed that this was possibly a cultural difference, but I kind of also knew that this is also just a mean person. Like she's a bully. So like, I don't know. Also, there's a real great line in Hacks that since I have now seen season two, which my God, if you're not watching that show, watch that show. That's not what this podcast is about. But there's a really great line where um, one of the characters sends an email about her boss and said, and she's the worst kind of bully. She's the kind of bully that believes she's a victim. And that's a chef's kiss line. And as soon as I heard that, I paused it because I was like, that's exactly what my experience was at that boutique like that because everything was about my boss being attacked and everything happening to her small aside. Okay. So back to that French girl. So that French girl gets hired, uh, and she was lovely and like pulled me aside and said that, but she also, I was called stupid so many times that the French girl jumped in and must, and said something I, I can like, understand bits and bobs of French, but not enough to know exactly what's being said, especially after a month of listening to it. And she must have said something to her enough to where uh, my boss was like, oh, I can be hard. I can be hard sometimes. Now, of course, didn't apologize for calling me stupid and didn't, you know, and then went on to say she hates when people take initiative. 
But then in the next breath was yelling at me for the fact that I hadn't taken initiative to clean this one, like, I don't know, shelving unit up or whatever. And it's like, please pick a lane, please pick a lane. I think she just wanted to be mad. So anyway, back to, you know, bully versus victim, whatever. So she had gotten increasingly worse in the last two weeks. And what ended up happening was other vendors were pulling me aside and asking if I was okay because they were hearing how she was yelling at me like and her voice carries but she was yelling at me so much that people that didn't even have booths directly next to this vendor were pulling me aside because they liked me and they were like hey Kate like are you good what's going on and then they would give me their cards and they'd be like hey we see you here we see you're the one that's doing all the work like you know and to be fair the other salespeople that she had on staff are better at sales than I am. And they worked their asses off too. So that was a nice thing for those vendors to say to me, but it also wasn't entirely true. The owner was seated most of the time and just screaming. So they were right about everybody, but the owner doing the work, but that's not exactly how they said it anyway. So they'd be pulling me aside and saying those things and asking me if I were okay. And then they would give me their cards. And a lot of them said, Hey, we do boutiques a lot. We would actually like to, you know, reach out to you in the future and hire you out. And in my head, I was like, I will never work another one of these events. This is a nightmare. But I was like, you know what? To work for someone nice whilst I'm pursuing the arts is like, that's kind of all I need. Because is it hard to actually be in sales? Sure isn't. Sure isn't. It's not brain surgery. What is hard is the taxing nature of constantly being rejected, picking back up, repeating yourself, going back into the game, trying to upsell all that stuff. But that's so much of acting. It's just like, oh, you just get rejected. Keep it moving, you know. And so anyway, these vendors say all this stuff to me. It's really nice. So the last two weeks of the job, I was pulling away emotionally as if I hadn't already because I was just like, just get through this, just get through this because I needed this job to pay for a trip that I'm going to go on. And so I was like, just power through, just power through, just power through. So the last week or so, I had told the other vendors, like the other vendors would only speak to me when the owner wasn't around because when the owner hired me, she said, I do not like it when my staff interacts with anybody else there. All the other, she goes, it's war. Okay, put a pin in that. And she said, all the other vendors are going to come up to you and they're going to want to know our sales. They're going to want to know what we're doing. They're going to want to know what we have going on on the side. And she said, I, I have a lot of integrity. Like, I, I don't want people to know exactly what's going on. So here I am thinking, okay, this must be war. Like, I have to watch my P's and Q's. I got to be really careful. And I'm hired by her. So for the first like week or so, I didn't speak to any of the other vendors. And they would say hi to me. And I would just say hi and be polite because I'm not going to be a raging bitch, but I wouldn't engage in conversation. By the last two weeks, I was like, I'll talk to anybody. I was giving my cards out. I was talking to anybody that would speak to me. Now, I wasn't doing it blatantly in front of the owner because even though I thought that that was such a weird thing to ask, she is my boss. And so I was like, all right, I just won't like rub it in her face that I'm speaking to other people. But first of all, it's not war. And second of all, she said, oh, I, you know, I'm, I do it better than the other vendors. I have integrity. I, whatever. And then she would make side deals with people via Venmo. So she wouldn't have to give the showcase the money that she was supposed to, because 25% of the sales would go back to this charity. And she was like, uh, she was doing side sales. And it was like, well, do you have integrity or do you have integrity when it's convenient? And so this is the kind of person that I'm working for. And so I casually have to co-sign on that because I'm not, I'm not going to say anything to her bosses. And I'm also just not going to get involved with that. And other vendors would pull me aside and try and get information about her because she sells a lot there. I wouldn't play that game because I think that's like, no, thanks. I'm not trying to get involved in that way. But I think they knew. And so anyway, by the time the last week came around, 
you know, I had eyed some things for other vendors that I wanted to be supportive of and be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get this thing from this person or whatever. And I had been really friendly with everybody and then they had thrown us a party. And so I had talked to everyone. But I again, I wasn't rubbing it in her face. So the last day of the showcase, I'm like drenched in sweat. And this uh, the owner of a company called Urban, H-E-R-B-A-N, is delightful. Look up that company. She hand makes all her own like lotions and soaps. And this isn't I'm not supported by her. She doesn't know I'm doing this. Uh, I, I'm getting nothing out of this other than to say she was delightful. And I had said to her, hey, like, I'd love to grab a lotion from you because I wanted to support her. And I ran out of time because the owner who I was working for was screaming at me so much by the last day that she said, we don't have time to eat today. Like, and they were throwing us a final party. They being the, the boutique like organizers or whatever, they were throwing us a final party. And she said, we don't eat, we work, we work. So we're working and all the other vendors are going and getting a burger and hanging out. And so we're working, working, working. The owner of Urban comes up to me and is like, hey, I've got a lotion for you. I've held it aside. I was like, great, I'll pay in a little bit, whatever. And then I just got mired in getting screamed at. And so she, as, I, as we're leaving, all of these various vendors were giving me a hug and they were like, you know, it was really lovely talking to you. It was nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then the owner of Urban comes up and hands me a bag and she says, here, just take this. And I said, no, oh my God, I have to pay you. Like, please let me buy this, whatever. And she goes, just learn to receive, just say thank you. And she's right. I need to learn that too. And it was so sweet. And she gives me a big hug. I haven't seen her since. I try. I said, how can I pay you? And she goes, go to my website. And like, there's no link to her Venmo. There's no way for me to pay her. She just gives me this gift. Well, all of this happened to be in front of the owner that I was working for. And she was fuming hot. Like you could tell she was so mad because none of them said goodbye to her. Everybody was polite, but like there wasn't, you know, this owner had made such a, a stink about being totally rude to everybody. So none of them made any effort with her either. And then another vendor introduced me to her husband and all this stuff. So then I have to ride in the car with the owner on this last day back to our neighborhood because we rode together because we're neighbors. And she said, she's, she's very cold to me, ice cold. And then she just goes, I told you very early on my employees, my staff, they are not to speak to anyone. This is why. And then she says the name of this other salesperson who she talks shit about constantly. That's why fill in the blank is better. She's better. She's so good at that job. She listens. She listens. And I said, fill in the blank name. I said, I'm not going to be openly rude to people that speak to me. And if that was your expectation, I don't think we have the same expectations for how to interact with people. I did not say that. I did not ask you to be rude. You are not to speak to them, but I did not say be rude. It's like, well, then what the fuck am I going to do? You're, you're, you don't want me to speak to them, but this is where we're at. Like we're at, So they say hi to me and I just ignore them. That's not how life works. And also the reason you don't want me speaking to anybody else is because you didn't want to have happen exactly what did, which is I'm getting poached. And she also thought that I was going to tell on her and express how she was cheating the system. And it's like, no, that's your like cross to bear. I'm not, I'm not a snitch. I'm not getting involved with that. Like you choose to operate that way as a business gross, but that's your choice. I don't have shit to do with that. But it was so interesting how fucking mad she was and how she kept saying, you know, oh, you know, my good employees don't do those things, whatever. Also, the next morning at 7 a.m., I have to go pick up a truck to like do teardown. 
she sends me a text at 6.30. I can't believe you forgot to take down the lights in the tent. Now, keep in mind, every time I was in the tent the, the, the night before, I was getting screamed at for all the things I wasn't doing, but I wasn't able to finish any task. It was like she would just scream and I had to like, okay, I've got to file this away, do this thing next, then do this thing. She And so all I wrote back was add it to the list of things I've done wrong and how I messed up this whole entire experience. Like, which is such a weird, like it's such a petty, not appropriate thing to say to a boss. And like, I shouldn't have texted that. But I was also just like, I had had it and it was the last day. And I was like, I will literally never even sneeze in your direction again. Like this, this is over in flames. I'm so done. When I'm at a place where other people are pulling me aside and being like, hey, we are witnessing the actual abuse you're experiencing. Are you okay? Like I, I mean, and I took so much on the chin because I still am of the belief, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So just because I'm working for someone abusive doesn't mean that I get to match their level of chaos, but I do get to put my foot down. And I'm not very good at that as a lot of people take advantage of. Like I am not great at that. And so she just, I don't even think she responded to that text or whatever. And so we tear everything down, whatever. I have had to see her a couple times since then. And her husband actually pulled me aside and said, Oh, I bet you'll never ever work for her again. I bet you'll never forget the experience you had. And I just laughed. And you know, the thing is, is like, we also undid all the truck at her apart or at her house the next, the morning that I was getting the text about how terrible I am. And we organized everything and she just screamed the whole time and would rip stuff out of our hands and say, and go to do whatever the organizing was and say, I am the owner. I have hired you. There is no reason I should be doing these things. I am doing these things, but I am paying you and you stand around. Pick a lane, ma'am. Either you like people that take initiative or you don't. Either you like people that do the job that they were hired to do or you don't. Either you want to delegate or you don't. There is no in-between that just uh, absolves you of all responsibility and lets you just scream. So this is an addendum to that episode because I am just beyond I'm just beyond and I'm and I'm still like it's been a not even quite a month since that job wrapped and I still like in the middle of my meditations I'll just be mad and I'm like I have got to get over that because I co-signed on it and whatever it it afforded me the opportunity to go on a trip that I'll be going on but I just am I mean it sort of goes beyond customer service because it doesn't sort of it does go beyond customer service because anybody who's ever worked for an abusive boss and I would imagine a lot of us have it is astounding how so many of us will just keep trying again and like, all right, well, they yelled today, but maybe they won't yell tomorrow and maybe I'll get kudos and praise for doing X. She never sent me like a text of like, hey, thank you. You did a great job. Like none of that. In fact, I, I got texts for the whole next week asking where stuff was, what this email address was, what this was for, what that was for. And I'm off the clock. I'm off the clock. I'm done. And I responded because I actually want to live a life of integrity, but I just, I'm not a hero in this. I did a lot of stuff wrong, but I cannot get over the fact that people like her get to own businesses, hire great staff members. Cause I'm not the only great person that worked for her and continue to succeed. And that $300,000 event for her, like 
I just, I can't imagine being so insanely ungrateful and then talking about how you have a spiritual practice and you're a crystals person and you're a, oh, you meditate, you do, you do yoga, you know, you believe in giving money to charity. You want to help the homeless, blah, blah, blah. help your staff, be nice to the people in your immediate orbit, please, ma'am. So I had to add this to the end of this, uh, that other episode, because I am just, I don't think I did a good enough job expressing how awful it actually was. And it, just like any abusive relationship, you the more you get screamed at, the more you become a shell of who you are and the more you sort of go inside of yourself. And I swear, like, she was probably jealous of the fact that the other vendors actually were kind to me and liked me and that I was able to tow a very professional line of when they asked me questions, I could avoid them and not get involved. But also, I will still give you my card and absolutely work for you in the future if I need to. And the vendors that gave me, like, I got gifts from, like, three different vendors <laughs> as I was leaving. And it was just like, yeah, my life is better and I don't live in a constant state of just uh, like if I'm breathing and if I'm awake, I'm yelling. I, I really am grateful that that is not my existence and that is hers. But I still like the rage part of me is like, yeah, but I still want her to karmically sort of get what's owed to her. And she talked about karma all the time. And I'm like, ironic. It's so ironic. And so it was that line from Hacks. The reason it came to mind was because it, that articulated and personified exactly who she is. And those are the worst kind of bullies. And she is. She's a bully. Like, and I said in the last episode, or maybe the, I said before, like you're pulling up pictures of staff members who are not currently present. You're going to their Facebook pages and telling everybody they look like a man to be insulting and be mean to them. Like that's someone you're paying who's propping up your business. You are a disgusting person. You are a disgusting person. And it did start to make me feel morally conflicted that I was earning money for that human. Like, so, you know, Again, shout out to Gen Z who's like, deuces, we're not sticking around for this crap. Uh, you know, I think a little bit of working is taking it on the chin, but this was next level. So I'll never work for her again. Again, as I said before, I really feel sorry for people that work in retail. God bless. And yeah, I just had to, uh, I had to add this and ended up going off for much longer than I planned. But I just listened back to the episode and I was like, nah, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't honest enough. So we're going back in. Also, I feel like I can be a little bit more honest now that I'm far enough away from the job. And it's like, yeah, if I see her in the street, whatever, she's got to look me in the eye first. I was never abusive to her. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening to yet another bonus episode. We are so excited for the future of this podcast and where we're headed. And we're so grateful for all of your emails and all of your support and everybody on the Patreon. We just, we appreciate y'all so much. You keep this afloat. And as I've said to people before, art is built on the backs of people like you you know, the people that support us, the people that not just financially, but emotionally and reach out and let us know how much you like these things and like the crap we're just putting out in the world. So yeah, thank you for letting us build art on your backs. It truly is a pleasure. And yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Remember, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. But I'm going to also add an asterisk. And if you own a business and you're abusive, burn your own business down. Okay, thank you folks so much for listening. Good night. Good night.